0: and sisters and welcome back to an all new sermons in the park podcast exclusive episode as always i am your reverend jamie mccaskill now like i told you guys a couple days ago we were going to be doing two episodes uh for christmas this year because like i said a lot of churches are closing for christmas which is just a ridiculous ridiculous thing to do because i mean this is christmas there's two holidays on the calendar that a church should be open for and church and uh christmas is one of them easter being the other one easter is of course more important than than uh christmas in the christian faith because i mean easter is the death of our lord and savior and then his resurrection and then christmas is birth now So let's go ahead and talk about some Christmas things here. Uh, Let me get you to go ahead and first off, let me get you to close your eyes. Go ahead, close them. No peeking. I saw that. Stop it. (laughs) Okay, that's better. Now, I want you to picture the nativity scene. Now, what do you see? What in that mental image that you just had was not... hmm, Biblically accurate. You see, when Christmas draws near, we we see many, many, many different places display the nativity scene. You'll see them in people's yards, you know, hanging from the Christmas tree or even under it, you know, outside of churches and businesses. Sometimes you'll see them at schools or maybe at a mall. Some even have them set up in plays. Right, the nativity scene. Like, like the one that you just pictured, ha- has become a Christmas fixture. But, is it accurate to the Bible? Now, most people would be like, well, of course it is, while looking at you in, pu- in puzzlement if you were to ask them that. You see, so many people have seen this scene, just like the one that you pictured, over and over again. So they automatically assume that it represents what the Bible says. But you know what you're listening to here, right? You, you know that we judge things like this with the Bible. So let's take a closer look at the nativity scene and see if we can determine if the depiction holds up to scrutiny. Shall we? Or does it fail? Now, there are only two places in the Bible that tell us the story of the birth of Jesus. They are, of course, Matthew chapter 2 and Luke chapter 2. You know, we see the wise men, right? They, of course, play a very pivotal role in the nativity. They're shown to be coming from some distant place, so that they can honor the newborn king with their gifts, you know, the gifts of gold and frankincense and, of course, myrrh. Now, what else do you know about the Magi? Of course, you're going to tell me, oh, well, there were three of them, each one bearing a different gift. We only see these gifts listed in one place. That's Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. But I want you to notice something when you look at this verse. We do not see a number of magi that came. So why then do we automatically think that there were three of them? That comes from some of... Where where this comes from is just from some assumption of a role, of some rule that people have of one gift per person. But you see... That's not correct. Even the Catholic Church confirms that the Gospels omit the number, saying that there is no tradition that states how many there really were. But they do state that if you were to look into the Orient tradition, you would find that it's more likely there were 12 of them. So keep that picture in your head, okay? I want you to look at the size of the gifts. We always see the Magi carrying gifts that they can hold in their hand, you know, in some kind of a little container. This makes it uh, uh, this makes it seem acceptable to honor the King of Kings with what you could essentially consider a sample of some precious good. But you see, when we look at the Bible, we see that the Queen of Sheba gave Solomon 120 talents of gold during her visit from a distant land. Take a look at Second Chronicles chapter 9, verse 1. It reads, "And And when the Queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon... She came to prove Solomon with hard questions at Jerusalem with a very great company and camels that bear spices and gold in abundance and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. These wise men, or if you prefer the word magi, they were men that were high-level dignitaries. And their status would require them to give gifts that were worthy of the person that they were honoring. And here with Jesus, they're honoring a future king. Not only the future king, but the king of kings. And they came there to worship him. Take a look, Matthew chapter two verse eleven, and when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. So we see, or I should say, we should now be able to understand that they would have brought a lot more than what we usually see. There's a book that I found entitled The Lost Ten Tribes of Israel Found by Stephen M. Collins. And he says, I'm going to read right here off of my computer. It says, The Magi were not bringing just a few samples of gold. The Parthian delegation was offering tribute money to a king and therefore would most likely have brought a whole train of pack animals loaded with gold and frankincense and myrrh. If you want to look that up, like I said, I told you what book it was. The Lost Ten Tribes of Israel, found by author Stephen M. Collins, and it's on pages 381 to 382. This is sometimes known, but we will look at this in detail as well. When did they visit? Did they visit just after the birth? Like we see in the scene? Did they they visit at the stables? You know, while Jesus was resting in the manger? Well, we're going to look at the sources, right? You see that. And when you do, you will see that it's impossible for them to have arrived in Bethlehem in time to have seen the true nativity. If you read the words and you pay attention to the timeline of events, we see that these wise men would have arrived in Bethlehem more than 40 days after his birth. Look at Matthew chapter 2 verse 11 again and when they were come into the house they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him and when they had opened their treasures they presented unto him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh did you see that it says that when they got there they found Mary and Jesus in a house what does this tell us well, it says that it is telling us that after Jesus was born, after they had you know visited all the people in Bethlehem that they knew there, after they had paid their taxes, they were able to get themselves a home to live in. Let's turn towards one of the others that that we see depicted in the nativity. that being of course the angels. were there really angels there? And by that, I mean, were there visible angels near the Messiah when he was born? Well, that would be yes. Of course there were. But they did not stay long. In only a short time, the angels went up into heaven. The shepherds went into the city to find baby Jesus. Okay? Now think about this. Were there angels just flooding around all over and even near Jesus' birthplace when the shepherds arrived. Or for that matter, what about when the, the the Magi got there weeks later? Like we see in the nativity sets. No. Now, look at some verses to confirm this with me. We're going to look at Luke chapter 2, verse 8, which says, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Verse 9. And lo, the angel of the Lord came unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying. Verse 15. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, "Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us." We know that humans, that or I should say, we know that the humans <laughs> that we see at the nativity were people right jesus did in fact come into the world as a baby just like anybody else he was a baby right the magi they came there to worship him but a lot of the events that those typical nativity sets show us are wrong there were only three wise men there several of them there were more than three Jesus was given a large amount of wealth and not just some small little gifts the wise men were not there when he was in that in the manger okay they were there a lot later well
1: yeah a lot later
0: and like I said there were no angels present at that time we don't see that anywhere in Scripture. So, I want to thank you once again for uh, tuning in. I pray that the Lord continues to bless and keep you. I'm hoping that you're having a safe and merry Christmas. Uh, you'll be watching. You'll be listening to this on Christmas Eve, right? So, I pray that you know if you're, if you're spending time with your families. But with this winter storm going on in Ohio right now, I pray more than anything, you're keeping safe and warm and just taking care of yourself. So thank you all for listening. And Again, I want to say Merry Christmas and God bless each and every one of you. Oh, thank you.